Hey everyone, welcome to Bethany. Uh, so glad that you've joined us online today. Uh, my name is Martin. I'm the pastor of Family Life here. I oversee all our environments from cuddles to college. So we're in the third week of a series called Forward Together. And really we're looking at how we're unified as a church, that if we're going to move forward together, if we're going to succeed at our mission of changing the world, starting in Niagara, of being a caring community for a hurting world, it's going to need all of us working together to move us forward. And so we looked at our seasoned adults, we've looked at our adults and how you are all intricate and essential part of our community here at Bethany. And today I have the honor of looking at our younger generations, our youth and young adult generations and how they are essential. And if you're in that generation, how you are essential to helping us move forward together. And so again, I want to say thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, a couple summers ago, I went sailing in uh, on a weekend sail in Georgian Bay. And as I was sailing, uh, my friend Mike and I got into this conversation about staying on course. And it was less of a discussion and more of him talking and me listening. Mike was the experienced sailor and I was just a hook, uh, rookie uh, helmsman. He shared with me about the importance in sailing of staying on course. And this was the gist of our conversation. He said, you've set sail somewhere, but are off course by just one degree out of 360 of them, mind you. And after one foot of sailing, you would be off course by only two tenths of an inch. Not even a full inch, right? Not a big deal. That's an easy error to correct. But check out what happens, he said, over time as you keep sailing, as you keep traveling. After the length of a football field, you would be off track by 5.2 feet. Again, still not a huge deal, but noticeable enough. After one kilometer of sailing, you'd be off course by 147 feet. At this point, that one degree off course is starting to make a difference. Now consider this, he said, if you're sailing from St. John's, Newfoundland, the east coast of Canada, to the south coast, Cork, Ireland, and set sail one degree off course, you'd miss your destination by about 60 kilometers. Mike said that's about five hours of sailing to get you back on course. Or in a rocket ship, off course by one degree at the start of your mission, you would miss the moon by over 6,700 kilometers. That's nearly twice the diameter of the moon itself. So by starting off course by one degree after that long distance of time, you'd be way off course. And so that one degree actually matters. So I think the same thing applies in life. It shows the importance of having a strong foundation about being pointed in the right direction. And that start really does make a big difference. And for some, it makes all the difference. Proverbs 22, verse 6, it's a famous passage in the Old Testament. It says this, Start children off on the way they should go, and, and even when they are old, they will not depart from it. Now, this is just a general life proverb. Obviously, it doesn't apply in all circumstances. We know that we can point kids in the right direction, and sometimes they go off course. But as a general proverb, as general wisdom, 
as we start kids, youth, and young adults off in the right course, start them on the way they should go, when they're old, they typically do not part from it. And many of you watching this understand this well. Many of you have dedicated your children. You've dedicated yourself to starting your kids off on the right foot, pointing them in the right direction, saying that with everything I can control and all that I can do, I will point them to Jesus. So we know the importance of a strong foundation of, of starting kids, youth, and young adults on the, on the right direction. And this is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about serving kids, students, and young adults here at Bethany. This is why I've spent 22 years doing this full-time and many years part-time and volunteer on top of that. I want to, and as a family life team here at Bethany, we want to support you as parents to bring your best to parenting. Andy Stanley, speaking to parents, says, the most significant thing you can do may not be something you do. It may be someone you raise. That is so true. And as a church, we also want to journey with students and with young adults to provide an environment where their faith can grow and thrive, where they can doubt and ask the hard questions of faith and life. And it's good to ask questions. Kara Powell says this, doubt isn't the enemy of faith. Silence is. We want to provide a space where students and young adults can find their place and belong despite those doubts where they can belong without restriction, where they can be the church, the church here and now, not the church in waiting, where they can come alongside and be part of our community of faith. And as a parent who's raised kids here at Bethany, I'm so thankful for this community of faith. From kids' zone teachers to youth small group leaders to pastors and friends from this community have all played a significant role in the lives of my kids. Many of you have helped shape how I parent and how my wife Allison parents. And we are extremely, extremely thankful for you. And as a pastor here, I've been proud of this community that has given voice and significant space to teens and to young adults. This church has highly honored our younger generations, and, and I'm proud of that value that we have here. So each week between kids and youth at KidZone and those serving at church, between young adults on Sunday night and youth on Tuesdays, basketball on Wednesdays and celebration place in the landing on Thursdays, we see almost 600 youth, young adults, and kids through this building. And we saw over 800 kids this summer at Camp Bethany alone. And I could share story after story of teens and young adults here who are living out our vision, who are contributing vitally and essentially to the importance of what we're doing here. I could share of Olivia, who in grade eight started her own jewelry company to help victims of human trafficking. I could share Josh, who in grade seven thought about how can we use our pavilion better in the winter to serve our community, and then designed and built our community skating rink that has blessed literally hundreds of people these past two winters. I could share the story of Kira, who in grade 11 decided she wanted to run an alpha program at her school. 
and she approached her school principal and after receiving approval to run the Alpha program, led 10 weeks of Alpha for over a dozen of her peers, leading them in questions about life, faith, and God. People who had never been in church before experienced the love of God through her efforts. I could share about Lauren who came home weekend after weekend for four years of university to serve our grade one and two students at Kids Zone every Sunday because she absolutely was committed to serving these young kids as their small group leader. And Kendra, who served our kids as a small group leader all throughout high school, decided in grade 12 to jump into our pastoral development program and is now, on top of still leading SKs and JKs, is serving students in our youth program. And this past summer, Kendra was baptized at Camp Mishawa, and I'd like to share her story with you now. Okay. Hi, my name is Kendra, and I got baptized. Well, he's a friend, and he's always there for me, and he's a supporter, and my strength, and my courage, and my community, so. Well, he's given me a lot more community than I could have ever asked for recently. It was a lot of like years of just praying and being like, hey, I really need someone to come alongside me, and I found that with you and our group, and then, um, now it's just been like more and I've been a lot less anxious to talk to people and just kind of putting myself out there and finding that there's a lot of people who are actually interesting <laughs> and that I want to meet and talk to and that I want to connect with on a spiritual level. Um, so community is a big thing for me. Um, it gives me a lot more of a positive outlook on life. Like there's so much negative in the world, but when I think of him, like there's so much more positive things that I can think of. And like I see that more when I'm thinking about it that I see in my friends and my family. And it's really encouraging because then I want to be like that because I like that about them. So really just like changing me and my outlook on life. Well, I grew up in the church and it was very just piggybacking off my parents' faith. and. When I was like 14 or 15, I kind of strayed and was like, no, I don't really want this. But then obviously God brought me back. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I kind of made it my own decision to put faith first and that I wanted to do this and I wanted to show God through who I am. Um, so just like in the past three or four years, I've really made it my own, which I'm really happy about. <laughs> uh, maybe just like during COVID, my parents didn't go to church. They just watched it online. But since I was doing like Sunday school and stuff, I would have to come. But then I was like, oh, I actually like being around here. And then even when we were allowed to come back, they still didn't really. So it was very much like Either I go by myself or I'm not going, and I didn't want to watch it with my parents. So, <laughs> Plus, I like the worship in, in here than online watching it through a video. I was excited to take the next step. <laughs> That's really it. Like, I don't know. I hadn't really gotten like too far in my faith. I don't know if that's like a place you can get, I guess. Um, but it was very much like, I want more people to know that I'm a Christian and 
also saying to myself, like, this is something I've actually committed to. Why don't I take the next step and let everyone know? So that was kind of my thinking. And Mission was just the perfect place because I grew up there and a lot of like Christian stuff happened there, <laughs> like hanging out with Megan and Alyssa and kids program and then helping with kids program. Like it, it was just natural that I wanted to do it there. And I had for a few years, but then I didn't go because of COVID. And then I was like, I have to do it this year. Like, I'm so excited. And it was, it was like, I knew it. And I wasn't like, oh, maybe I will do it. Maybe I won't do it. It's like, I'm doing it and it's gonna happen. So when it was raining, I was like, we're doing it in the rain. <laughs> so today it is our honor and privilege to baptize you. Kendra Frank, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What an amazing story of a young life who's committed to serving Jesus and serving others. That's amazing. So my main point today is this, believe in the potential of our younger generations. So my question is, how do we call out the best in our younger generations? How do we do that? The scripture I want to look at today is from 1 Timothy 4, 11 to 16. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to 1 Timothy 4, 11 to 16. And if you've grown up in church world, uh, you've no doubt heard these words before. Uh, they're pretty popular. Um, I see some things in our passage today. And between the relationship of Paul, who's writing these words, and Timothy, who's a young leader, that can help guide us as a church, as parents, and as individuals here. So how did Paul call out the best in Timothy? And then how can we see what he said to Timothy and, and apply it to our lives and our situation today? So 1 Timothy 4, it says this. He says to Timothy, teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers, and teaching them. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your tasks so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and for the salvation of those who hear you. So I see four things that Paul did to call out the best in Timothy. Four things that kind of drove Paul and his belief in a young leader named Timothy that we can kind of take as a church and as individuals and apply here to our younger generation. So the first thing I think I see is Paul modeled the way. Paul modeled the way. Reggie Joyner says this. He says, legacy is not something we leave for our kids. Legacy is something that we build in them. 
Let me say that again. Legacy is not something we leave for our kids, but it's something that we build in them. And Paul knew this well. Paul had spent three years building into a young Timothy. He spent three years in the city of Ephesus where Timothy was leading the church and leading Timothy to this place of leadership that he now took over from Paul. So many of our youth, so many of our young adults have given, have been given a poor example of leadership from those inside and outside the church. So many people have said one thing and lived another. We need people who are authentic. We need leaders to step up who are authentic and vulnerable. And listen, students know we have faults as adults, and they're okay with them. They know that we are works in progress. They know that we need grace. And so we need to live that way. We need to live authentically with hope for the future. So the first thing Paul did was he modeled the way. He said to Timothy, teach these things and insist everyone learn them. He says, uh, read the scriptures, encourage them. He says, see how you live. Uh, keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. These are all things that Paul modeled for Timothy. In 1 Corinthians 11, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. He says, imitate me as I follow Christ. The second thing goes along with modeling the way is journeying with them. Journeying with them. So for Paul, he personally invested in young Timothy over a long period of time. This was a, a close relationship. It wasn't just something that, you know, Timothy picked up on from Paul from being a, a long ways away, but Timothy could see firsthand how Paul lived, how Paul taught, how he prayed, how he treated others, because he was at his side the whole journey. Timothy Elmore says that our younger generations need tour guides, not travel agents. Tour guides, not travel agents. So what's the difference between a tour guide and a travel agent? Well, it's simply a tour, a travel agent tells you about where you're going. They might show you pictures of it. They might describe all the things that you're going to see and feel on your journey. But it's very different from uh, a tour guide. A tour guide doesn't just tell you those things. A tour guide goes with you and experiences them with you, experiences them with you and explains them as it's happening and debriefs them with you. Our younger generations need tour guides, not travel agents. Our teens and young adults are longing for people not to tell them what to do, but to show them the way. And for Timothy, this was Paul. This was his legacy. And so parents listening today, parents watching today, maybe it's time for you to make the switch. Make the switch from a travel agent to a tour guide to show and not tell. And for us in all our programs, this is why smaller is better. This is why we gather in small groups, no matter what age or program we do here. Because our students want to see a life well-lived, not just be told how to live life. Let me say that again. Our students want to see a life well-lived, not just be told how to live life.
And thirdly, it's about modeling the way, about journeying closely with them. And then it's about empowering with real responsibility. Empower with real responsibility. And we see Paul leaving Ephesus to continue on his missionary journey and saying to Timothy that you are leading this young church. I empower you with this responsibility. And it can be so easy to dismiss or underestimate our younger generations. But Paul didn't do that with Timothy. He knew that people's natural instincts were to underestimate or dismiss or to not follow or to not appreciate and honor younger generations and their leadership. And he says in verse 12, he says, don't let anyone think less of you because you were young. Don't let anyone look down on you, Timothy, because you were young. And the implication is that he knew that this was people's natural instincts and it could easily happen. So he empowered Timothy with real responsibility. And I love that here around Bethany, we empower our young adults and our teens with real responsibility. And again, I shared some of those stories before, but there's many others like them where teens and young adults are stepping into real leadership roles, roles that make a difference, roles that matter. Empower with real responsibility. Lastly, what I see from these few verses in 1 Timothy 4 about Paul's relationship with Timothy is that Timothy was grounded with transformative God experiences. And in verse 14, we see Paul reminding Timothy, he says, don't neglect the spiritual gift, Timothy, you received through the prophecy that was spoken over you when the elders of the church prayed for you. And for our younger generations, for our teens and for our young adults, it can be so easy to dismiss God. It can be so easy to dismiss the supernatural when it's not felt or seen. And so Paul was sure to remind Timothy here that in those moments of doubt, Timothy, that you're naturally going to have, in those moments of crisis and difficulty, Timothy, you need to remember that you were prayed for. Timothy, you need to remember those elders who surrounded you and prayed for you and where you experienced Jesus and the supernatural in that moment. You need to remember that you receive the call to rise up and to lead, to use your spiritual gifts to help us as a community, Timothy. You need to remember that. Timothy needed to be reminded of these moments when the supernatural invaded the natural. And our teens need that too. They need that too. They're longing for it. And as I talk with students, as I talk with young adults, the number one thing they want from church is to have these God moments. They want to feel God in prayer. They want to know that God is there. They want to know that he exists because they felt him. Not only because they can kind of logically deduce that God is real, but they want to know his voice. They want to hear his voice. They want to see his power in evidence in their life and the lives of those around them. And as leaders and as people at church, as parents, we need to live out these moments. We need to be praying for our kids and with our kids. And so my challenge today as we wrap up. So for our adults and seasoned young adults here, I want to encourage you to continue to invest in our younger generations personally, not just from afar. You can make a difference in someone's life. You can make a difference simply by modeling the way and how you live, by journeying with students and young adults closely, 
And the formula to influence a young life hasn't changed, even though culture has changed. The, inf- the formula to influence a life hasn't changed. It's simply time plus proximity equals influence. That the longer you spend with someone and the closer you are to them, the greater the influence you have. The people who have the greatest influence on others are those who are closest to them. So I would encourage you not to be a travel agent, but a tour guide. Journey with students. Look around you. Maybe there's someone in your family or in your extended family or a a friend who has a youth or a young adult that you can come alongside. Journey with them. Ask them lots of questions. Learn from them and make a difference in their life. We can empower them with real responsibility. Call them to something greater. And we can give them transformative God moments. So we honor our teens and young adults when we invite them to the table. We invite them to make a difference. We invite them and call them to live out what God has placed in their life. But God has given them these wonderful spiritual gifts. Invite them to live those out in front of us. Young people and young adults, to be the church that God has called us to be in this community, to be the church that will change the world starting in Niagara, we need you. We need you. And for the teens and young adults watching here today, I want to encourage you with the words that Paul gave to Timothy. He says to engage your faith daily. He says to be an example. Don't neglect those spiritual gifts that have been invested in you. He says to give your complete attention to these words, to keep a close watch, to read the scriptures to the church, to teach, and to stay true to what is right. I want to encourage you to do those things, to find an adult mentor. The easy thing for us to do as youth or teens is just to think that we can kind of do life on our own, that to kind of grow in our faith and to grow in, into adulthood, that we don't need anyone. We're just going to kind of find our own path, but that's not true. And that's not the way that that Jesus lived and the way that that Paul taught Timothy. So I would encourage you to to find an adult mentor, find someone who can invest in you that you can journey with and they can journey with you and they can pour their life and their wisdom and their knowledge and their life experience into you. So find an adult mentor and, and then return that Begin to invest in our younger generations here. Begin to invest in the community of faith here. However God is leading you, however God is calling you, no matter what that can look like, we want to support you in that. We want to gather around you and empower you with that responsibility. And so to close, there's an amazing video clip uh, from the movie Robots uh, from 2005. It's an older movie. But in this movie, uh, there's a scene that takes place and uh, a young robot, the, the, uh, the main character in the story, his name is Rodney. And this young robot, he leaves home because he, he wants to make a difference in the world. And he leaves home, he leaves his parents with a note saying where he is and what he's going to do. And his parents catch up with him while he's at the train station ready to board a train to the big city. And in this exchange that happens, his mother demands that Rodney return home. 
He demands, she demands that Rodney returns back home to kind of the ordinary life that he was living. And his father astutely walks past Rodney and walks over to the ticket booth and he purchases a one-way ticket. And to Rodney's surprise and to his Rodney's mom's surprise, Rodney's mom thought that he was buying a ticket for him to go somewhere, but really he was purchasing a ticket for his son, Rodney. And he encouraged Rodney to go to this city. He encouraged Rodney to go to Big Weld and show him his inventions to make a difference. And then he says these words to Rodney. He says, Rodney, you've got greatness in you. Rodney, you've got greatness in you. He encourages Rodney to go and to never give up. And so young people, young adults, you've got greatness in you. The very spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And he wants to empower you with strength. He wants to empower you with hope for the future. He wants to empower you with the things to make a difference in your life and in the lives of those around you. You've got greatness in you. I want to encourage you to rise up and make a difference. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for these stories that we see in scripture. Those who are older, journeying alongside those who are younger, modeling the way. Thank you for Paul and his example to us that we as adults can live for those here, for maybe our kids or those around us who are younger, that we can have the influence that you desire that we have. Lord, help us to point our younger generations in the right direction. God, help us not to be one degree off. Help us to point them. Help us to um, really elevate the things that really matter in our relationship with them. Help us to, to focus on passing down the spiritual legacy to them. Help us not to get mixed up in, in things that will kind of distort that or pull, pull our attention and our focus away from that. And God, I just pray for our youth and our young adults who are listening, who are watching. God, I pray that they would know that they have greatness in them. God, that it's, it's you living in them. God, that is, is calling out this greatness, that in, is infusing them with this greatness, God, that they can make a difference. God, that is, as they have these moments where they experience who you are, God, that that can change not only their life, the trajectory of their life, but can affect others as well. And so I just pray for them. Lord, I call out, Lord, those spiritual gifts that you've invested in them. And Lord, um, yeah, may the world be changed. May others who are hurting know that they, uh, they are cared for, that they are loved because of how we as a community are united, that we give space and honor all generations. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you today.